Chapter One of the Arabian Nights Entertainments. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ellie. The Arabian Nights Entertainments by Andrew Lang. Chapter One: The Arabian Nights. In the chronicles of the ancient dynasty of the Sassanids, who reigned for about four hundred years from persia to the borders of china beyond the great river ganges itself we read the praises of one of the kings of this race who was said to be the best monarch of his time his subjects loved him and his neighbors feared him and when he died he left his kingdom in a more prosperous and powerful condition than any king had done before him the two sons who survived him loved each other tenderly and it was a real grief to the elder sharia that the laws of the empire forbade him to share his dominions with his brother Shazman indeed after ten years during which this state of things had not ceased to trouble him sharia cut off the country of the great tartary from the persian empire and made his brother king now the sultan sharia had a wife whom he loved more than all the world and his greatest happiness was to surround her with splendor and to give her the finest dresses and the most beautiful jewels it was therefore with deepest shame and sorrow that he accidentally discovered after several years that she had deceived him completely and her whole conduct turned out to have been so bad that he felt himself obliged to carry out the law of the land and order the grand vizier to put her to death the blow was so heavy that his mind almost gave way and he declared that he was quite sure that at the bottom all women were as wicked as the sultana if you could only find them out and that the fewer the world contained the better so every evening he married a fresh wife and had her strangled the following morning before the grand vizier whose duty it was to provide these unhappy brides for the sultan the poor man fulfilled his task with reluctance but there was no escape and every day saw a girl married and a wife dead this behaviour caused the greatest horror in the town where nothing was heard but cries and lamentations in one house was a father weeping for the loss of his daughter in another perhaps a mother trembling for the fate of her child and instead of the blessings that had formerly been heaped on the sultan's head the air was now full of curses the grand vizier himself was the father of two daughters of whom the elder was called scheherazade and the younger dinazade dinazade had no particular gifts to distinguish her from other girls but her sister was clever and courageous in the highest degree her father had given her the best master in philosophy medicine history and the fine arts and besides all this her beauty excelled that of any girl in the kingdom of persia one day when the grand vizier was talking to his eldest daughter who was his delight and pride scheherazade said to him father i have a favour to ask you will you grant it to me i can refuse you nothing replied he that is just and reasonable listen said scheherazade i am determined to stop this barbarous practice of the sultans and to deliver the girls and mothers from the awful fate that hangs over them it would be an excellent thing to do returned the grand vizier but how do you propose to accomplish it my father answered scheherazade it is you who have to provide the sultan daily with a fresh wife and i implore you by all affection you bear for me to allow the honour to fall upon me have you lost your senses cried the grand vizier starting back in horror what has put such a thing into your head you ought to know by this time what it means to be the sultan's bride yes my father i know it well replied she and i am not afraid to think of it if i fail my death will be a glorious one and if i succeed i shall have done a great service to my country it is of no use said the grand vizier i shall never consent if the sultan has to order me to plunge a dagger in your heart i should have to obey what a task for a father ah if you do not fear death 
If he had any rate to anguish, you would cause me. Once again, my father, said Shahrazad, will you grant me what I ask? What? Are you still so obstinate? exclaimed the Grand Vizier. Why are you so resolved upon your own ruin? But the maiden absolutely refused to attend to her father's words, and at length in despair the Grand Vizier was obliged to give way, and went sadly to the palace to tell the Sultan that the following evening he would bring him Shahrazad. The Sultan received this news with the greatest astonishment. How have you made up your mind? he asked to sacrifice your own daughter to me sire answered the grand vizier it is her own wish even the sad fate that awaits her could not hold her back let there be no mistake vizier said the sultan remember you will have to take her life yourself if you refuse i swear that your head shall pay for fate sire returned the vizier whatever the cost i will obey you so a father i am also your subject so the sultan told the grand vizier that he might bring his daughter as soon as he liked the vizier took back his news to Scheherazade, who received it as if it had been the most pleasant thing in the world. She thanked her father warmly for yielding her wishes, and, and seeing him still bowed down with grief, told him that she hoped he would never repent having allowed her to marry the sultan, and then she went to prepare herself for the marriage, and begged that her sister Dinazade would be sent to speak to her. When they were alone, Scheherazade addressed her thus, My dear sister, I want your help in a very important affair. My father is going to take me to the palace to celebrate my marriage with the Sultan. When his highness receives me, I shall beg him as a last favor to let you sleep in our chamber, so that I may have your company during the last night I am alive. If, as I hope, he grants me my wish, to be sure to wake me an hour before dawn, and speak to me in these words, My sister, if you are not asleep, I beg you, before the sun rises, to tell me one of your charming stories. Then I shall begin, and I hope by this means to deliver the people from the terror that reigns over them. Dinah said, replied that she would do with pleasure what her sister wished. When the usual hour arrived, the Grand Vizier conducted Scheherazade to the palace, and left her alone with the Sultan, who bade her raise her veil, and was amazed by her beauty. But seeing her eyes full of tears, he asked her what was the matter. Sire, replied Scheherazade, I have a sister, who loves me as tenderly as I love her. Grant me the favor of allowing her to sleep this night in the same room, as it is the last we shall be together. Shariah consented to Scheherazade's petition, and Dinazade was sent for. An hour before daybreak, Dinazade awoke and exclaimed, as she had promised, My dear sister, if you are not asleep, tell me, I pray you, before the sun rises, one of your charming stories. It is the last time I shall have the pleasure of hearing you. Scheherazade did not answer her sister, but turned to the Sultan. Will your highness permit to do as my sister asks? She said. Willingly, he answered. So Scheherazade began. End of chapter 1 Recording by Ellie, June 2009